Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for clicking on another episode of Everything in 3D. I'm Dami. I'm your host. And today I believe we're going to be having a very fun and interesting conversation. And quite frankly, I really hope that you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I'm going to, en- as much as I'm going to enjoy talking about or talking through this episode. And I hope you guys are doing well. I hope your week or weekend is going well. And I hope it only gets you know better from there. But let's jump right into it. So I've been thinking recently, like I always do. What is a life like solitude like? Because I thought we could talk about living on an island, theoretically. And just living in isolation or being alone. You know, whatever word we want to use, whatever word we want to categorize it, right? But what is living in solitude like? Now, I don't mean actually like packing your things and moving to a farm, which sounds so peaceful, but I don't mean like living in a lighthouse on your own. I mean, I not necessarily, just like, you know, make the facts clear, I don't necessarily mean being void of the fact that they, you are coexisting with other human beings. I just mean, what would it be like to live a life that is not so dependent on the connection of other people? Is that even possible? Right? Not having to worry or think about disappointing or the disappointments of people. I'm just worrying about like what someone could say. You know, all that um, extra stuff, right? And these are questions I've asked myself fairly recently and I've always been thinking about and I thought it would be fun to, you know, bring forward to the class today and we could, you know, talk about it and see, see where it goes, right? So can one person solely exist without being assisted or helped by others? Is that even possible? And what does that look like? So for the rest of this episode, I want us to paint a theoretical a theoretical man or person. And let's just imagine, right? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to play imagine for this, this episode. But there's someone just living on his own. He has family, of course. He has friends. He has work people. He has, you know, the regular stuff, right? But he gets home from work and he's disconnected, right? So ideally, let's just say in this world, there's no social media. He gets home, there's no social media. He's doing his own thing. He's not financially destitute, so he doesn't really have to rely on calling someone, asking for a loan, because he has work, he's getting money from work, right? So there's no social media to try and, like, see what's going on in Antarctica, or see what could be happening in California. No, no social media, right? He's not worrying about brothers and sisters that he has to like send money to, or brothers and sisters that like are going be graduating soon or something, or some grandma's birthday, or an aunt that you know he has to call because they haven't connected in a while, or a celebration he has to go for. Nothing, right? He just gets home and it's him doing his own thing on his daily routine. How does that play out? How does that work? That sounds so interesting to me. And at the same time, so interesting. I'm trying to wonder, would this be sustainable? Is this possible? How long would you live this kind of life of solitude before you lose your, before you lose your mind? Or is it even possible that you can't lose your mind? Because it's, it's not like you're... And I don't, I don't want to liken this particular scenario or painting to people who live in like solitary confinement or something. No. Because it's not the same thing. Those people have their rights taken away from them, right? In a certain manner. But 
here you're just like doing everything you would do on a day to day, but just like remove. You know, maybe you're you're used to having like hundred percent contact. You move like ninety five percent. How would that work? Is it possible? Is it sustainable? It sounds very interesting to me, and I've gone through some things in the past couple of weeks that has made me think. I wonder if this life would be more beneficial for me if I just live it, live it in solitude, and not have to worry. Or think about what other people... And I know it sounds so mundane. Or oh, don't think about what other people are saying. You know, live your life for yourself. Live it to the fullest, yada, yada, yada. That's cute. That's cool. That's fun, right? But realistically, just not even having to worry about what other people might say. because Not because you don't care, but because it doesn't matter. Because they're not there. They're not present. How will that work? What will be the benefits of living this kind of lifestyle? Right? And I think... Or I believe, for one, you would have an improved focus. So I was watching a show, it was um, Jennifer Huston's show, I believe, and she had someone on the show and they were talking about how to... It was one of those talks where they were talking about, you know, leveling up your life and stuff. And this lady made a clear point where she talks about how the moment you can highlight or find what your purpose is, the easier it is to list out your priorities, start working on them and have your, like, you know, your certain focus, right? So, ideally, when you are someone who is... When, I'll put myself as an example, right? I've been someone who has, you know, lived in a life where there's a lot of people around, so there are lots of opinions, a lot of thoughts, and I will say that that has always clouded my better judgments. So there are some thoughts I've made till today that I'm like, I don't even if I made that for myself or just for the sake of the person who was talking about it. So how would it be living this life of solitude, being alone, finding... Because without a doubt, I, I do believe that like, at least maybe a week, two weeks away from everything else of the world, right? You will start to... Or well, everything that you know, that makes sense to you and everything that matters to you will start to make themselves clear, will start to make themselves known, will start to, you know, just like come to light, basically. So I believe that our focus will improve. Your thoughts, your ideas, just everything that's in, you know, alignment with what you care about will come to light. And I think that's, you know, that's that's even better for like people who are creatives, for example, who who need the time and who need the space to be able to think loudly without having, you know, external stimuli be a judge or external stimuli be some kind of, um, you know, outlier or something. Now, it could improve mental health. It will, but I said it could because you could go from being so good to being so bad very quickly. And what do I mean? Let's just say this person again that we've you know imagined up is doing great. He's doing very fine. Everything's going swell. But then later down the line, if we're still living in solitude, I wonder how long it would take for those thoughts to creep in. And for anyone who, you know the, th- the thoughts I'm talking about, so, but we'll circle back to that. So you could improve your mental health. Because again, you are free of crowded judgment. Everything's yours now. And... I've had moments in my life where I've had that kind of like serene second and I'm like, it feels so good. So like maybe last week, for example, I woke up in the morning and I was doing my regular things, but I hadn't touched my phone. I was just doing everything. And I remember my head being so clear. I hadn't checked anything, texted anyone, talked to anyone and it felt so good. And that's like, 
these these are when these thoughts started to come. I wonder how it would be just being doing all of this repeatedly alone, not having to do the extra stuff to listen or acknowledge other people, right? Because obviously you could know these people exist and that's cute, but not having to just acknowledge them in your day-to-day existence could be amazing, ideally. I don't know. And I also believe that like, in terms of it, in, yeah, <laughs> in terms of improving your mental, um, your, you know, your mental health, I just think it gives you more time, you know, at the same time with like your purpose, it gives you more time to sit down and highlight and align what's been bothering you so be it some sort of depression be it some sort of like mental instability whatever has been right i believe you have the chance to then sit down and rule out what the problem has been and most times it's always some thump, something external anyway so we've already eradicated that and i feel like it's just gonna be a lot easier but in terms of it improving your mental health that might be a bit wonky but i see how it could be beneficial for that as well you become more productive absolutely because i remember when i had a day off from work and i had done everything i needed to do and by needed to do, i just mean like schoolwork, emails work um doing the regular regular and i had done all this you know all these things by like 11 10 and i had the rest of the day off and i didn't have the luxury of being able to go out or something so i was just at home and let me tell you i got so much that i was so surprised i probably recorded a podcast episode that same day as well it was so interesting it was so therapeutic at the same time because i had a free mind free space and i'm like okay we've done this huh let's try this instead I wasn't working on a time crunch. I wasn't rushing to try to get to bed. I was just free, being free, doing things, and it felt great. So, and you know, in that same breath as well, just being alone and being in your own company even helps you bring up things that you realize like you like even doing more. So hobbies, for example. I mean, me, for example, I've recently started getting to crocheting and knitting. Who would have thunk, right? So you have the free time to then analyze and look at all these things that are new to you that you want to try out because you've been sitting with yourself and not having to listen to someone say, oh yeah, you're going to just do this instead because it does, you know, X, Y, Z. No. You kind of have your own free space to think up what you want and execute it and be productive with it. And I think that's, that's, that's a very, very good um, pro if you ask me. Even with hobbies as well, just being able to discover hobbies seems like such a cool thing. Like, I have a friend who she paints, and I actually have one of her paintings in my room, and she started painting for fun, and that was just something she does. So it's not even for financial whatever, it's just because, like, I enjoyed this. And I feel like I, I, I deserve to, you know, continue doing this. So when you're seeking solitude, I think it's important to know that these are like some most of the benefits and things that you are... Obviously, you should be able to know and see things that you are giving up, but also have the things that you want, you know, at the same view as well. So you know what's to pick and choose from. Which is, um, I guess, like every other thing, you know, that that works in life anyway. 
Now, when we think of, or when we talk of solidarity and being alone, right? How long can it work and how long can it be practiced before your brain becomes an echo chamber? That's a very important question because, so when your brain becomes an echo chamber, it's just reflecting everything that's been in your head so far. And there's necessarily, you know, not much new information coming in. And this is probably one of the first cons that I've noticed that I'm like, huh, okay, this could be very interesting because I'm currently in the process of changing some things um, for myself. And I had my own thoughts in mind already, but I brought it up at a meeting one time and I had like opinions from other people. And I remember going home feeling, honestly, a lot more refreshed because I'm like, oh, I could have just done this instead or I could just do this instead of like, doing what I wanted to do because what I maybe wanted to do ideally was a lot more stressful than, you know, what was the advice I was giving to me. So I think, and also I want to say that existing for so long and only having your brain be what is, you know, circulating in your mind and your thoughts and everything, I don't know how safe that could be or how safe that is, if, you know, actually. Because if it's just you... And it's just your thoughts bouncing, you know, bouncing back, you know, each other. What's the gain? Like, what are we taking in? What's the, you know, what what's that thing we learned in um, school about, like giving in, giving out? Forget what it was. But you you, you get you get you get my drift, right? What are we taking in? What are we absorbing? So again, remember I said we don't have social media in this scenario. We just have the world, right? So obviously there are books and there's all those things, but I think. It's very important that most times you hear some things and learn some things from people that have gone through the experience rather than just reading it through some, you know, scripture, book, what text, whatever that has been translated multiple times and has been lost in translation, which we have talked about as well before. So that's one con that I think is worth bringing to life. Knowing that the possibility of your brain just becoming one in and out of itself and not having so much um information to feed from is a possibility and that's something that should be you know could watch out for i'm drinking coffee and i don't necessarily think i'm digging today's flavor it's like a i honestly don't even know what i'm drinking but it's coffee anyway and it's working um moving on there are Certain, looking for the, you know, the best way to put it here. There's certain things to, that you might want to avoid when it comes to being alone. There's certain things that you might want to, you know, not have be inflicted on you, if that makes any sense. So when you're alone... You know, I've talked about your brain possibly being an echo chamber of itself, right? When you're alone, you become vulnerable to your thoughts. And <laughs> that's that's one of the kickers there. You become vulnerable to your thoughts. So, in the same... And this is so ironic because you're doing perfectly fine. You don't have social media and you're not looking at... I sound like such a mother saying social media so many times, but like you don't have social media, you're not looking at what the next person is buying or some daily vlog or, you know, some trip or something. You're just doing you, not really having to give a care in the world about what someone else is doing in New York or something. But then when your brain becomes so cleared up, I feel like for anyone who compartmentalizes, you don't have the space to be like, okay, we stored all this 
time ago. Let's bring it out. Let's sort through it as well since we're sorting through things, right? And then you then start to think of things. So I'm going to give you a very, very recent example. By recent, I mean like four hours ago. So I was preparing to record the episode, actually. I was doing some things also, which includes, you know, um, looking forward to Eva dinner. And a quick thought came to my head. That's like, what's the point of all this? And I had to kick that thought out so fast. So I, from time to time, have these thoughts that come to my mind telling me, you know, what's the point of life? What's the point of anything? What's the, like, what's the point? What's the point of doing this podcast anyway? How many people are listening? Or what's the point of, I don't know, What's the, what's the point of anything? And I think it becomes, da- you know, it starts to become dangerous when you start having those thoughts. Now, I'm not living life necessarily in, soli- in, you know, in solitude or anything. I, I don't really think so. I still have a lot of influences externally, like wanted or unwanted I have around me. And I'm still having these thoughts. Now, imagine being alone, not really having anyone necessarily to talk to. And these thoughts start to come in. After a while, you, you, sense to th- you start to think, okay, what's even the best option here and which one should i listen to which one should i adhere to right so you become vulnerable to your inner critics as well you know which is in line with your thoughts you start thinking of things that you have no business thinking about maybe i don't know so just again today as well i was taking a shower i come out of the bathroom and for a split second my mouth was like oh look at your legs i've never had an issue with my legs but because for some reason i've been not you know Picking on myself so much, my mind is like, okay, actually, let's fuck with, you know, let's fuck with the legs today. Look at the legs. They, they don't look nice. I like my legs, obviously. But because I've been so much free space and so much free time, not having to, you know, um, body shame myself or whatever, I'm then having these thoughts like, oh, look at your legs, right? Or when it even comes to work. So I, today I had to um, have, have a conversation with my boss, which I'm very proud of for doing, right? And... I'm someone who, I guess anyone who you meet that's not me will tell you I'm afraid of confrontation. Now, that's a bit, it's it's a bit shaky for me because I talk to the people that I really, really want to talk back, not talk back, that's a different word, but I talk to the people that I really want to talk to about things and whatever, you know, whatever the topic is on ground, right? And people who I avoid confrontation from, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what the word is, but I feel like, it could be seen as me being non-confrontational, but I just see that like, you know, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to, I'm just going to avoid this. I'm just going to, you know, whatever. So anyway, I hear that a lot. And now when I have spoken to my boss today, something my mom was like, look at you, you can't even like, you know, take a regular conversation. You're avoiding confrontation. You are, And it wasn't a bad conversation at all. It was just some inform- information I needed to pass across to my boss and we just had a brief conversation. And... My mind was like, look at you, scared of confrontation. You can't even talk to your boss about something you had to. Because, okay, ideally, right, I was roaming around his office for like at least 10 minutes. Because I used to do that when I was a kid when I did ask my grandma for something. I would walk around her room, try to, you know, formulate my sentence. So I was doing almost the same thing today. And so I understand. I, I completely get it. But that's one thing that just happens when you're alone with your thoughts. You become a slave to your critics your bad ideas you become mischievous even just like i remember when i was a child and i was alone at home because so i was brought up as an only child right and everyone would go to work go to school go to wherever and i would be in this house alone it was a big house and i would just do bare things i was just doing 
different things to get through the day. And every time my grandmother came back, she'd be like, I know you've been up to something mischievous. Like, when I remember very well was when everyone went out and I turned, we had gas cookers and I, I just turned on all the gas. And if anyone had lit a match, the house loving, we would have all been up in flames. It would have been so bad, right? So even then as a child, I would be alone at home. I was like, okay, um, I've done this, I've done this, what do I do? So it's, that was something. Being alone can lead to painful loneliness. Now, I... <laughs> mm. I guess there are two different scenarios of being happy that you're alone and being so butthurt that you're alone. So I guess it's different when we choose how we wanted to be alone and we choose what the circumstance was, right? So in this case, this scenario that we've built, right, it's intentional. So I'm wondering, I'm thinking, would it hurt the same after a while if you're alone? Or is it just something that comes and it's like, well, I chose this for myself. It's going to happen regardless, right? Because... I can't speak for the future, but for right now, I'm wondering how bad being lonely can be. Because obviously there's a difference between being alone and being, you know, and being lonely. They're two, diff they're two different things, right? So when you have the people there at arm's length, but choose not to identify or just, you know, relate with them, is it a good thing for you then having the opportunity to do it as, you know, when you please? And not just having, you know, them having free access, if that makes any fucking sense at all. Right? But I think it also depends on what you want from it. Because I think it's also cool, or I believe it's also cool, when you know you're a learner, you know it's, it's, it's quite lonely in the life you're living, and you're cool with that. And you're not necessarily looking for something outside of that. And you're not, you're not necessarily beating yourself up or being, you know, calling yourself out or being at fault for it intentionally you know whatever it, you know whatever it is right now when we talk about being alone and being on an island we could split it it could be intentional or not intentional so we've built the scenario of someone who is just choosing to seclude himself now on the other hand there are different cases where say for example you have people around you that want to help you with whatever is going on but you just choose to not have them help you how does that work out so i i don't want to say financially because financial situations are a bit touchy to pick on for different people so let's just say i don't know i don't know i don't know let's just pick something weird like i don't know maybe you have to like move okay let's just say mo you're moving houses or something there are people who want to help you but you're like no no no, no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i'll do it myself obviously the work's gonna get done it just depends on how much longer it's going to take because no one is helping you, right? That's the only difference. It's going to get done regardless. It just depends on how much longer. And I guess, in a way, that is still intentional when you choose to not have them help you. Because when I was thinking of this in the beginning, I was thinking of the people being there, but no one is related to them, and the people just not being there at all. So I guess those are two different things. And we'll probably narrow down to that as well. 
And then there's another way where you are someone who has lots of people around you. You need the help, but they don't want to help you. And then you're alone again in a different regard. So I think that's something else as well we could bring to light. So you have so much going on. There's a lot going on around you in your life, but there's no one that wants to help ideally. So you're stuck in a bubble. And it's like, okay, what, what do I do? How do I, you know, move forward from here? Like, what, you know, what's the next step? As I'll be so honest, my coffee is watered down. It's pissing me off, but, you know, we'll get through it. So that, in turn, I believe can be painful. When you have people around you that you thought could help, but they don't want to help. And then, let's move even further to people who can't even help. So if we were going to say it was financially, if it was, if it was whatever it was, they just are around but can't help. Not like they don't want to. They just can't help. And then everyone just looks useless. I feel like that's one that actually hurts the most as well. So say, for example, I'm trying to think, great, I have an example. So when I was in school, I there was a particular period I had like an injury on my leg. And it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, the scar is still on my leg till now. And I remember taking his nurse. He did what he could do. And he's like, look, you just have to give it time to heal. And I was in so much pain. Every day, my friends were like, oh my gosh, guy, I really wish I could do something to help you. But yeah, in so much pain, but I can't. And it was excruciating. Everyone around was like, man, I am so sorry. But no one could help. Or even like, you know, when it comes to money, for example, maybe you have family members who know you're in a tough situation, but they just can't afford to help you. So let's say it's with your rents, with a car payments, with insurance, with the hospital bill. It's like uh, everything's tight. We just can't help. I'm so sorry. We're here, but we can't really do much. That becomes very frustrating and annoying. It's like, oh, come on, you know. People that can help you, but you need to be around them to help. So this in turn can be someone who has chosen to seclude themselves. They need the help, but they don't want to be around people to get that help. So then that's when we can say maybe it's being selfish. And maybe said person or said individual is being selfish. So now I can understand that part. Because you want help from XYZ, Z, whatever. <laughs> You want help from XYZ and they're willing to help, but you don't want to be around them. So maybe not because you're revolted by them, but you just want to be alone and you want to just choose to do everything by yourself. There was a very interesting scenario at work that happened that made me circle back to this topic because so where I work, um, I can't even get into the details because it's long, but basically there was some kind of disruption in like the regular setting of the day. And okay, so let's picture this, right? Picture a shelf of boxes. The whole shelf of boxes fall. Yes, one person can stack all those boxes and put them back in the shelves neatly. Of course, one person can do that. If, let's say it takes them 40 minutes, but they would do it, right? If four people come to help, it can be done in 20 minutes. That's just how it is. So something like that happened at work. And I remember thinking to myself, huh, what if this, you know, this person didn't get so much help? 
would it have necessarily been a bad thing if there was no help from anyone and you just kept doing whatever it needs to do on your own to get the job done? And then seeing how these people came to help made me look at it from a different perspective and be like, how important is it to have help? How important is it to not be someone that decides to live alone or decides to live in, you know, in, in isolation? So we've gone through everything we've gone through today and I've talked about everything. And then I'm thinking, huh, is it even possible to do so much that you want to do without help from people? Can you actually be an island or be on an island or whatever in, in isolation? Like, is that beneficial? Are there people doing it? And if they're doing it, I can imagine just like the reference I gave, the job, whatever it is, if, if it's your life, whatever scale of life it is, the job initially, ideally, eventually will get done. It just depends on how fast and how long it takes with or without help, I guess. So if you're living what is your life and you choose not to have help, advice, inputs or whatever it is from anyone, I want to believe that your life will still end up any which way. It will still progress in its own way. It might just, it just might take time to realize what you were going to realize if you had someone that was, you know, advising you on it. And I started this episode hoping I would be on the side of being isolated. But now I'm thinking maybe being isolated is not the bag after all. And then in terms of, you know, actual life and choosing, the, having the right people to even listen to, hear from, or just pick advice from, I wonder what happens if you isolate yourself from them. Are you listening to other people? Like, I wonder, like I said earlier, everything's still going to progress the way it was supposed to in the natural order, but how much longer does it take if the right person that's supposed to be there isn't there? Or is there even a right person? And there's just supposed to be only different outcomes, but no right person, you know, in, in, the, in the whole grand scheme of things. Because when I think of being alone in, you know, whatever word, um, sense of the world we're talking about, I've thought of like working out, right? In groups or working out with people or working out as a team as opposed to working alone. So when you're working out with people, you have the motivation of like, I don't know, maybe people counting, people making jokes. Because I remember when I was in school and we had a school team and we were working out every morning, we had like the luxury of having like people just tell jokes, being together knowing that like if one person falls, we're all getting held back. The fun in that and just having people be around you to kind of like comply and um, identify with. As opposed to working alone on a, like on a big field, hypothetically, feeling everything is supposed to do when you're alone. It gets done, obviously, but like the morale and the, the, the what's that I'm looking for? The optimism isn't, isn't there as it would have been if you had a team, but everything is still getting done. So is there really any harm being done? Is there any harm in place in any way at all? Everything's still being executed. So does it really matter? Or is it up to whoever it is? And just to circle back to even creating as well again. So for one person who, I don't know, I guess creation and being a creative or just being someone who is in art, whatever it is, is a bit touchy because sometimes you don't need the input of other people. I guess that's almost the beauty of art as well. Having the 
luxury of having different interpretations, obviously. But just, okay, maybe like a screenwriter or someone who writes as well. I wonder if you can write a whole thing yourself, not have anyone read, reread, have anyone like give you some ideas and you do everything by yourself and it's just done so and you turn it on and it's amazing. I wonder how possible it can be. Because I know it's probably possible, but I wonder how possible it could be. As opposed to having a writer's room, people pitching different ideas. And someone to tell you, oh, that's, you know, maybe politically wrong. Or that's tone deaf. Or that's, you know, um, not going to fly right now because scientifically, da 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 You know, all those things. Because they're always going to be, in a certain case like that, there are people around to fact check and there are people around to give you the information that you need if that makes sense i hope that makes sense <laughs> so to use that particular um notion and that particular example to circle back to everything we've been talking about if you live your life in isolation if you live your life alone in solitude would you have all the tools you need to be able to access or go through the course of your life the way it's supposed to be, even though it's still going to get done. But would you have all the tools at your disposal? Or would it just take longer for you to find those tools in a different way than it would have been if you had someone like just talking you or someone, you know, walking you through the whole process? I wonder. This is very interesting because... I started this thinking, of course you can live alone and you can do everything you want alone. It might just take longer, but it's possible. But now I'm thinking, what's even the quality of, you know, what's, how is the quality going to be when it's all done? Because just even with like someone who, maybe let's just take growing up, for example, you could tell a very, very clear difference with someone who grew up, grew up in like a family, you know, like an extended family home as opposed to someone who grew up with his mom in a one-bedroom you know, bedroom apartment, they grew up alone, they were hustling, his mom was working two jobs and they were doing everything alone. You could tell the difference. But even with the difference, is that a bad thing? Isn't it just two opposing... Not even opposing, isn't it just two different sides that don't necessarily mean one is better than the other? I don't know. That's like where... I thought it comes like a contestant at the end of this episode, but like, I'm still not knowing. I've just only seen two sides of this coin and I'm still thinking huh, maybe there's no particular, you know, maybe there's no particular answer. And it's just whatever you, you know, think it's going to be, whatever you choose it to be, I guess. Oof. This is very, I don't know, it's... It's a very big comma. But again, when we look at points to being alone, because I tried to put myself in that situation, one big one that I thought about was I would stop looking for validation. I'm just going to talk about this really quickly before we have to wrap up. But I'm someone who maybe for most of my life. I've had to live life. Oh no, I've chosen to live my life wondering, oh, what's this person going to think? I wonder how this is going to look for this person. I wonder what they're going to think about this. And I know for a fact, if I chose to just, you know, 
close my eyes and do shit myself, theoretically, I would stop thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if this type of testicles look like this. I wonder if it's going to look good for this person. Because I would just be doing it by myself. And I put a theory to test. Ah, test. What the fuck? I put a theory. Ah, what's going on? I put a theory to test. Oof. So I am, sometimes I could be very vain. And um, I took a shower the other day. And I told myself, okay, let's avoid the camera. See how you feel. I wore a different set of pajamas that day. I just did everything and I was doing what I did. I was doing what I had to do around the house. I'm like, oh, that's about the camera. I felt great. I wasn't worrying about what I was going to look like before I went to bed because nobody's even going to see me anyway, but I stopped worrying about it. And I tried to apply that to like actual life. It's like, huh. And this is things that people talk about on the day to day. So it's nothing new, but like if you just lived your life, like it's just you going, you know, back through the review and through the, you know, um, the, the clip. How would you live it? Not having to worry about, okay, well, I don't know what this person going to think of this and, you know, whatever. I guess it would give me a break from trying to make people happy all the time. <laughs> what in the self-reflection is going on? This is so weird. But um, and I know that's one thing I've identified. Maybe two things, that, two things I've identified with myself. I would stop trying to seek the validation or trying to make people happy in my decisions and just do it because... Maybe I want to do this right now and be okay with the fact that the outcome might not be as great as I wanted it to be, but it's going to be an outcome regardless. Be it with the input of people or not. So, circling back to our first initial question. Can one person solely exist without being assisted or helped by others? Yes. Will the outcome be different? Absolutely. Does it make one better than the other? I don't think so, but is it possible? Yes. I guess it's now up to the beholder or whoever it is to choose what is beneficial for them. And it has its benefits, it has its cons. You just have to kind of weigh them like anything else in life and see what works for you. So I wonder, would you guys live in isolation? Or would you do it like part-time? <laughs> like two months in, two months out to recharge, two months in, two months out. I, I strongly believe i would do it i really really think i at least like maybe maybe a month i don't know i've been thinking of the idea and i've been fantasizing on like living on a farm for a while and just like being around animals and not people so i really do think i would try this and see how it would work for me and just do things myself and just like not have to ask for permission for shit and just not have to worry about disappointing anybody. I really do think I could try that and see how that works out and see what happens. It could be fun. I wonder how detrimental it could be to your mental health because let me just stay for a fact that I did not give like scientific facts behind, you know, this whole idea about being, you know, about solitary confinement and everything. I did not give that. So I wonder what the scientific detriments could be to your health when doing all these things. But anyway, I'm rambling now. Like I tend to do in all these situations. But I enjoy talking about this, like I said. And I hope whoever is listening enjoyed listening. And enjoyed thinking about this. And maybe you've had something to think about yourself. But this has been quite fun. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for me anywhere, if you want to look for me anywhere, I talk about books on YouTube. The Book Potato. Or just type my name, Dami Diary, honestly. <laughs> and I talk on um, TikTok as well about books most of the time. 
but all the time really the same thing with potato i'll just probably put my name dami dash pop up but um yeah i've had fun today and i'm excited to see what we'll talk about next week but till then thank you so much for clicking on this episode of everything in 3d i'm so touched i'm not even enjoying the coffee as much but it's been fun love you guys long time thank you so much for listening and till next time Bye-bye.